Well, we're here. We're here. Uh, we're ready to talk about uh, one of the biggest, acqui- I mean, the biggest acquisition in game. But before we do that, um, we're in the pre-show. We're just chilling. We're talking. Uh, but since we have guests, I think this is the first ever four-person player-player podcast. Um, we have guests, so I'm going to go ahead, go around the table, introduce everybody. Of course, we have our sin here. I mean, you guys know. You guys yeah. know what's up with him. Y'all know we don't me. have to stick with him for too long. You know what I'm saying? We have uh, our but not Kelly, R on the podcast, joining us again after well over a year, I believe. I'm back. Sorry if you didn't want me. I'm back anyways. Talk and then, of shit. course, rounding us, rounding us out, we have uh, Luke Lewis from the Lukewarm Games podcast. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So, just to start off, you know, we're going to talk a lot of gaming, so let's let's steer clear of that for now. How is everybody doing? Arsene, let's start with you. What's been going on this past week? Uh, past week has been pretty good. I'm going to keep it nice and brief. Um, the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head, uh, we had a little bit of snow down here in Georgia. Um, that was fun oh, to yeah. go outside. Yeah. Our one inch of snow. Um, threw some snowballs at Angelique. I mean, come on now. Don't get much better than that. Um, and then I made fried rice today, so, you know, y'all already know about the fried rice. We don't even need to get into it. Right, right. Shout out to, uh, that video I saw on Instagram of, you know, the Georgians sliding down the hill, which was basically grass. Oh, at Piedmont. Yeah, at Piedmont, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was real sad. Yeah, we moved different down sad. here. Absolutely, absolutely. But moving on, R, how you doing? It's great. Great segue, man. Moving on. That was the plan. I was supposed to be moving on and moving to Charlotte, but this uh, snow this weekend really just screwed up my whole plans, man. Like, just ruined everything. Uh, But, you know, it's okay. We alive. We living. We doing what we need to do to get it done. So how did the plans get messed up? Like, were you, were you planning to, like, drive, like, pack up the truck and drive Bro, this weekend? So, yeah. So I already got the apartment. I've been up there a few times moving most of the big stuff, like the bed and the desk and whatever. But this was supposed to be the last trip. And I had scheduled it Oof. for this weekend because it was the long weekend and I didn't have work on the Monday. Mm. And so me and my girlfriend, Tori, were going to drive up. And we were also going to bring my cat, Neo. And it was going to be already an ordeal because, you know, four hours in a car with a kitten is going to be hell. But then, yeah, people were like, hey, you know, it's supposed to snow. You know, it's supposed to snow. And I'm like, man, it's fine. I'm from Boston. This car got four wheel (laughs) drive, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, the parents started being like, yeah, no, you you shouldn't drive. So I ended up staying here. And it's probably a good thing I did. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the ice is no joke. Yeah, I know, right? Especially in Georgia, people don't know how to drive. That's just sliding all over the that's road. That's exactly it. Mario Karting, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's a good call. Uh, Luke, how are you, my man? How's the past week been? Doing well. Staying busy with work stuff. Trying to relax when possible. Playing a lot of games. Catching up on movies. Um, my girlfriend and I are getting a cat soon. So that's nice. been, like, let's, an go! Exciting let's go. Let's go. Cat game. So, Come on, Boop. You so, gotta get on the wave. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of pet finder of like, oh, this one's available. Can we go go see see the cat? Maybe adopt the cat. So I'll keep everyone updated in the Discord on our cat adventures. But it's it's gonna happen soon. Nice. nice. Congratulations on your 
your soon-to-be pet kitten. Uh, on my end, let me tell you guys, it's just been chill. It's been chill. Um, nothing too crazy. Back on that returnal grind, um, and it is indeed a grind. Um, you're just having a good time hanging out. Of course, I did have a little bit of dental work done today. I thought it was on Thursday, but, Oof. you know, always messing Oof, up the no. schedule. <laughs> so, you know, we had a little a little impromptu dental session today. And uh, let me tell you, this is, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't a nightmare dental situation, but it was probably one of my least favorite dental situations. Because mm. I've been to the dentist a lot in the past year, year plus. And yeah, uh, this bro. is probably the worst in most recent memory. So basically, it was a cavity getting filled. Um, I'm a veteran at this point. I've had I had like three cavities filled last year. So I was like, this is Golly. like one cavity. Oh my god! <laughs> they were like, you know, yeah, because I was overdue. I was overdue. Oh, okay. Um, and they were like, yeah, you got one cavity. You know, we want to get it, make sure it doesn't go crazy. I'm like, bet. Uh, they're like, 45 minutes. I was like, bet. You know, I'm going in there first of all. I'm going to go out and say, I'm going to call you out, not by name, because I don't know your name. Otherwise, I would call you out by name. <laughs> Worst dental assistant ever, bro. Wow. She got that little tube, you know, the little tube that sucks up saliva. Yeah. I mean, she, I mean, was she blind? She didn't know how to operate this oh, thing, bro. Oh, she no. no. Oh, my God. Either blind or had Parkinson's, because that shit was smashing oh. all over <laughs> my lip. It was sucking my lip up. I'm like, bro. Where is the precision? Get the saliva and get out. It ain't that hard. Turn it off when you're not in my mouth. Like, it don't need to be sucking up my lip doing all this. All right. So I was annoyed at that. And uh, the other annoying part is 45 minutes. Try an hour and a half. All right. Because wow. I'm in there. One cavity. I'm in there. You know, they they really putting in, putting in the work and drill this, that. All I hear is a. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't think it uh dried properly. I don't think it really uh. Oh, really oh like, hell no! Like, what's she say? What she she's like? Yeah, I think we're gonna have to, uh, you know, go back in or, you know, I and basically from what I understand, I had two cat two cavity replacements for the price of one because I went in, <laughs> oh, drilled it out, goodness. put in like the filling and all that stuff, and then I guess the filling didn't dry properly or didn't work. Or I don't know. It didn't seal properly. So they were like, yeah, let's just go ahead and put the whole filling back in again or something. Because oh it was God. like, we were in there for double time. What's going on? Is this man? your regular it's, doctor? Your regular dentist? I, this is what, I think it was like the B team doctor. Mm. Definitely not the same <laughs> dental assistant I usually be getting. So definitely had the B squad working on me and uh would not recommend you know i i need i need uh the a squad from now on i, I will be requesting that so got my wisdom teeth coming up next month so oh you know, God. Pray for me. <laughs> this is a completely different crew though so and hopefully you know i'm knocked out and i'll wake up and they're gone so we'll see we'll see how that works out you know who i thought i had a pretty bad dental experience because i also have had a lot of cavities filled but uh, them having to refill a cavity they just filled—that's that's pretty top tier. It was wild, bro. It was wild. Luckily, I you know, I already know. I need the Novocaine special when I go in. Yes, sir. I told him this time. <laughs> I said, "Look, you, my top half of my mouth, whatever you got in the first numbing, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. You're gonna have to hit me twice. <laughs> like I need the good shit. Come on. So she's yeah. like, double up." <laughs> She was like, all right, well, we just put some in. So, you know, just raise your hand if you feel anything. And, you know, we, we'll give you some more. First 30 seconds, I was like, nope, <laughs> go, ahead and, go ahead and shoot me up one more time. 
because uh, I can I could st- I'm basically not numbed at all. My body is uh, a different beast and and the same animal or whatever Kobe Bryant said in that uh, one commercial. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I'm used to it now. It's like a write up. It's just like an average Thursday for me going to the dentist. But at the same time, nah, bro, nah. That's all I gotta say. Uh, but moving on, man. We're gonna get right into the show. Uh, for Luke and for our, uh, you know, you guys listen to the show. We're gonna sync up. We're gonna do a clap. I'm ready. We're gonna go one, two, three, or three, two, one, clap, and then we're all gonna clap. If you have like some audio stuff on, please say clap as well. If your if your clap might get muted out or something like that, but let's do it. Wait, let's, wait. Uh, clap and, I have a yeah. clarifying question, and I know I asked yes. this last time. We're yes. clapping. After the one, right? Like, or yeah. after the, we're clapping on clap, on clap after yes. the one. Okay, yeah. it's like four counts. Okay, three, two, one, and then yeah, got it. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, clap. clap. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 186 of the Player Player Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do. And what is that, Arsene? Talk about video games. Talk about video games. Every Thursday of every week, we gather around the virtual water cooler, discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoop Man, along with my co-host, the most recent Xbox acquisition, Arsene Lockpa. Hey guys, it's me. Uh, recent Xbox acquisition. Uh, I want to be honest with y'all. This is brand new news to me. Did not know that this was uh was going to be going down. Um, you know, I only got. I think actually no, not I didn't get anything out of this deal. I was sold. Wow, free. Is, you know, I that's I, crazy. I thought that th- this type of stuff was uh outlawed. You know, back in mm. I don't know 1865, but apparently not. Um, I'm being uh, acquired by. Microsoft, that's the uh, fancy way of uh, putting it. But um, we'll see what I can do. We'll see what I can do for the, <laughs> oh, for these boys. Nah. Oh, nah. Uh, maybe I can uh, put in some good hard work. They'll let me inside the uh, inside the office. I can work inside. I'll be in office. Oh, All right, never nah. mind. Let me let me let me chill. Oh, let me no, chill. Bit, We're going out. Bit. We're going it's off. Going too far. We're going too far. Uh, well, there you go. He's acquired, and we're gonna talk about some more acquisitions <laughs> in a, in a little minute, but. <laughs> For the first time in forever, we got a couple more guests. If you listen to the pre-show, this is just reiterating what's going on. We got our but not Kelly on the show. Welcome, Welcome my friend. Yeah. Thanks for having me back. Sorry if you didn't want me back. I'm here anyways. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we also have from the Lukewarm Games podcast, like you just heard in the pre-show, most likely, Luke Warm Lewis. Luke Lewis, how you doing? Yeah. Doing well. What's up, guys? Happy to be here. Happy to talk about this acquisition news absolutely and we're just gonna dive right into it because this is huge but before we do that quick reminder guys go rate the show i don't even have time to do the little bit look up the rating it doesn't matter go rate us on spotify go rate us on itunes uh if you want more info about the show playerplayerpod.com uh you can hit us up on twitter at playerplayerpod if you want to help donate you can do that via playerplayerpod.com at the kofi link at the bottom of the page um, or just share the podcast with your friends, family, uh, coworkers, whatever, um, and, and, and get us some more 
listeners. Also, if you want to talk about this acquisition, if you want to talk about games in general, or just kind of come to chill out, playerplayerpod.com slash discord. We'll get you an invite to the discord channel. But let's get into it, guys. Uh, let me preface this, man. Man, the, shout out to Arsene, because he usually Twitter is the one that breaks this news to me. Our sin had the news fresh and hot off I was the up. presses from the East Ca- East Coast. Um, he had the link. Basically woke me up by saying, hey, Xbox is buying Activision. Uh, $68.7 billion or something like that. Basically $70 billion. Um, easily the biggest acquisition in gaming history. Um, and that's coming right off the heels of Xbox buying Bethesda two years ago. Um, a lot of thoughts, Twitter blowing up podcasts, going crazy, trying to get episodes out, um, including us, but this is our normal schedule. So, you know, we're not really stressing like that. Um, but you know, it's crazy. It's definitely going to shake up the gaming industry. Um, it's definitely going to shake up both Xbox and PlayStation most importantly, um, and I, and I want to, you know, go from top to bottom. I want to get the initial takes. I want to, you know, break it down into some smaller pieces and see how you guys are feeling. So let's start there. How are you guys feeling? I want to start with Luke. Let me know. How you how, how you digesting this news? For sure. So when I first saw the news story, I saw it on Twitter. I don't remember from who because everyone was tweeting <laughs> about it this morning when I woke up. But I definitely thought it was a joke or not real. Like it just seemed too crazy to be true. But then, you know, I started seeing the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Jason Schreier from Bloomberg tweeting stories about this. And, you know, what a a big surprise. What, you know, there's a lot of pros, a lot of cons that I'm sure we'll get into. But my initial take was excited for Xbox to keep building out their first party studios and just make it even more compelling of a reason to have Xbox, have Game Pass, and be a part of this ecosystem. Nice, nice. Uh, R, when you, I don't know when you learned about it. Did you learn about it through our sin as well or Twitter? Or well, how are you feeling about this? You know, normally I get all my news from uh, gaming-related news from the Player Player Podcast Discord, yeah. of course. There you, go. You know? there, you uh, go. there you go. But this was one of the rare occasions that I actually didn't, hear it from it first or second on the discord so i'm a little upset but it's fine <laughs> i uh you know as we'll i you do I, you better so i uh woke <laughs> up this morning went to the bathroom checked twitter like my twitter addicted ass normally does and i see call of duty is like going crazy on the timeline for me and i'm like what's going on here and i clicked on it i see the news and i'm like uh-huh this has got to be a joke similar to luke like there's just you know i i just thought it was twitter being twitter again and then i saw xbox like the actual account like officially announce it and i checked the discord and i checked my discord and check everybody and it's happening i'm like holy crap so i was like really like kind of shook but i think the bigger thing for me was i didn't realize how much activision like encompasses like all the games they have because i'm not like i've never been like that big of a gamer in that sense but like i didn't know they owned candy crush like that's just something super random but the more i like looked into like the games and stuff they were they're acquiring whatnot i was like oh this makes complete sense arsene yeah you are basically my uh jason schreier today so uh how are you feeling when you saw it um 
I'm literally word for word pretty much in the same boat as everybody else. Um, I thought it was a joke. I thought somebody was yanking my chain, pulling on my leg. Um, I see one tweet talking about it, and I'm like, wait a second. This can't be real. Anyways, I scroll to the next tweet immediately afterwards. We're seeing the exact same news. I'm seeing Wario64, uh, Nebelion. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce that name. Is it? Or is it? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think anyway. so. yeah. You know, I think that's right. Yeah. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, I'm seeing those two sources. I'm like, okay, this has got to be real. Instantly, my head's flooding with uh, the possibilities. I'm thinking Master Chief in Warzone, uh, Ghost from uh, Warzone. We throwing him in the Halo. Like, yes, I don't sir. know. All sorts of crazy stuff. All sorts of crazy little um, um, collaborations. Doom Slayer in Warzone. Anyways, um, but yeah, overall, I want to say like my overall impressions are that I'm, I'm hyped for it, but you know, I'm cautiously, I'm cautiously optimistic about what this means for both, uh, you know, Activision and um and microsoft but i guess we'll probably talk a little more about that later what about you for sure yeah man i mean it it was that thing where i wake up you know me and uh amanda uh switch off days uh to basically decide who's gonna wake up at like 6 a.m to uh you know feed flora and you know calm her down and it was my day today woke up fed her I was like, let me just take a quick glance at my phone uh, before I go back to bed. And I see the Discord message in my notifications. I'm like, hmm, this, is, this doesn't <laughs> seem like I'm reading this right. And it was, that, it was one of those things where I remember two years ago when the, the Bethesda deal got announced. Uh, and I was like, dude, this is insane. This is super hyped. This is going to put G- Xbox, you know in competition like they're finally back they're making the biggest move possible this time it was literally like i don't even understand i can't even comprehend this happening right now like xbox is owning call of duty it was kind of that thing where i was paused i I was like you know just paused frozen for like a minute or two just being like what does this mean like this this is just such a big purchase that it's hard for me to even see or imagine or envision what this looks like when this completes, when this deal goes through. Bethesda, it was very easy. Single player games, they're all coming to Xbox. They're going to be exclusive and they're going to be on Game Pass. Call of Duty, the most universal shooter mm-hmm. of maybe yeah. all time. Yeah. Like what? It is. It might be an Xbox exclusive. What? Like, I think the only equivalent thing I could have saw is if Sony or Microsoft or whoever bought EA. And it was like, yeah, th- these people are buying EA and yeah. all 2K games or, or not 2K, all like Madden and FIFA games are going to be on PlayStation or Xbox. Just kind of like, can they do that? Like, yeah. what is happening <laughs> right now? So, um, I, that- you know, I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Luke. Oh, sorry. Just to jump in real quick. That was my thing is like, it didn't feel possible. Like there's such a big publisher that like, I never imagined them being acquired by anyone. If anything, they would acquire, uh, you know, like, right. It's just so much money that we're talking about in order to pull this off. And it just, it, I'm still like processing it. Like you were saying. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about that. I think we'll jump into that. Um, in just a second, basically, how we feel about these big game companies 
swallowing each other as we you know prepare to talk about xbox's position in the market and stuff um, after that but i want to just go ahead and say i don't know if we'll have a lot of comments uh, but i'll let anybody speak who's ready to talk basically uh, for people that don't know activision blizzard also the company that was involved in you know a lot of lawsuits and you know basically got uncovered that they were treating their employees like crap including bobby kodak the ceo um i think basically the sentiment is is well for one it's almost clear cut that bobby kodak is gone um once this deal completes um as soon as i saw this that's ex that's probably one of the first things that went through my mind just because why keep him like what out what value does he add to the company that justifies the price that he gets paid, which is like, you know, 150 to $300 million a year. Like he's just basically <laughs> a money sink and he's just there to be there. He, it's not like he's actually providing any value. So I was like, he has to go and he, everybody hates him and it's just not a good look to keep him on. So there's no way that Xbox does that. Um, and I think it's been pretty much confirmed that he's going to be leaving after the deal is done next year. But also, you know, Activision definitely has a stain on their reputation. I mean, it was bad enough that they only made Call of Duty, which we'll talk about in a second. But this news that came out last year was just absolutely terrible and sucky. Um, and the stories that kept coming out week after week um, were all pretty horrifying. So um, hopefully, you know. This is the start of a big, big culture shift that needs to happen there where people are finally being treated with respect um, and can go to a company that notoriously, you know, in recent years has been, you know, about pushing diversity, diversity, inclusion and respect for for their workers. So I just wanted to get that out of the way because I know that's a big conversation, but that's not exactly what we are here to debate or discuss. Anybody have any other comments regarding that? I mean, I think... Oh, go ahead, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah, just real quick. I was going to say, I was a little worried, you know, right off the bat. I was like, dang, I I'm hoping there, you know, he's, you know, getting up out of there. But I wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, not seeing... Especially, there was some, like, I don't know, some phrasing and words that they were saying that made it seem like it he wasn't going to be immediately removed or anything like that. Um, so mm -hmm. that kind of worried me. But since then, you know, in the, in the hours since uh, the original announcement... Um, I think my fears have been quelled a little bit. I've seen some more uh, talks about, oh, like as soon as the deal goes through, old boy's getting the act. So um, shout out <laughs> yeah. to the folks who are making that happen. It's a uh, yeah, long overdue. All right, did you have some comments? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like, I definitely, that was almost like in line with what I was thinking. I was like, are they really going to let this guy go? Because when I saw the announcement, I was like, how come, how come I didn't get more language about this man? CEO getting, you know, the axe or whatever, but I also mm -hmm. think, you know, uh, Hoop, you brought up a good point about how, you know, Xbox and Microsoft have been pushing this, like, diversity, equity, inclusion in their employees and in their culture, so I'm, and, you know, and usually in doing an acquisition, it's not like they're just gonna, like, wipe everybody out and start over, but, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of this stuff, like, culture change relies a lot on the people that are there and i'm not saying that everybody has to go but i am saying that it's going to be a very interesting to to see how xbox handles that specifically like internally within activision themselves because i mean it's one thing for like them to just 
you know, buy out Activision and be like, hey, guys, you guys got to live by our rules. Like, I want to see if internally on that team, if that stuff gets improved at all. And I think it will. But I, I want to see how they go about it. I think that'll be kind of very interesting to watch as we, you know, look at different aspects of diversity in companies, not just in the gaming world, but in corporate America at large. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I, I think, you know, it's interesting because I think there was a news story just yesterday that was like Activision released a report that basically said, oh, yeah, like 30 people were terminated after an investigation into like the Activision and Blizzard stuff. And now in hindsight, hearing that news, I'm wondering like, okay, did that have anything to do with, um, you know, Microsoft basically behind closed doors, knowing that this deal is going to be done where they kind of like, all right, you guys need to go ahead and do your audit now or go ahead and do your audit. Like while we're getting ready to close this deal, because these people are going to be gone one way or another or whatever. I think that'd be interesting to know, but yeah, totally. This is kind of like a best, you know, best intentions type thing where we really really hope that you know things start getting better but we won't know until um you know time plays out you know so i guess moving on before we get into the nitty-gritty details of like xbox and what we think about xbox what we think about playstation exact uh x y and z do you guys have any opinions and i guess we'll start with luke here um about like game uh publisher consolidation there's been a lot of that talk on twitter basically like you know we don't like when publishers buy other publishers acquisitions aren't something to be celebrated um and there's been kind of that debate online of like is this a good thing like is this cool like should we actually be excited about this or how are we feeling yeah for sure i i think personally i see it as a good a potentially a good thing because with a company so big like Activision, they were already consolidating a lot of their dev teams to work on projects like Call of Duty. I think of studios like Vicarious Visions that did a really great job with the Tony Hawk 1 Plus 2 remake that basically were shuttered to you know be a support studio for bigger Activision projects. And I this might just be wishful thinking, but I imagine pr- smaller projects like that will be more possible under Xbox. Like, maybe we will see the return of more classic Activision franchises that people have been clamoring for because Xbox is willing to take that creative risk like they have with some of their first-party titles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Arson, how about you go? Um, I have a little bit of, you know, concern, but, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I don't really know anything. I'm ignorant. I'm going to go ahead and just put it out there. Okay, I don't really okay. know anything about like how the laws work, whether or not this shit is legal. I'm guessing it's legal enough since, you know, the the merger is or not merger, but the acquisition is already happening. Um but you know, obviously, you know, I've seen the concerns online. Um I kind of echo or I kind of like, you know, believe in some of those concerns of like is this like are we running into issues of like uh like a monopoly? Is this like are the are they violating mm-hmm. like antitrust laws? Are we getting a same situation as like uh, Disney? You know how Disney's basically uh, acquiring so many things. They've got what like what do they have? Like uh, ESPN, Fox, all these like major networks Star that they Wars, know. Marvel. Star Wars, Marvel, all that um, type of stuff. Are we running into an issue like that? And also, I mean, I guess I don't. Re- I can't really even speak on that. But I feel a little concerned. You know, like that's why I said earlier that I was uh, cautiously optimistic. I don't know what this is gonna mean for the future of like you know the games in these uh studios 
Um, but I can't help but feel like, you know, that level of hype, you know, like of w- the possibilities that we're going to get, you know, with this acquisition, with these, uh, you know, like uh, Luke mentioned, with these smaller studios, smaller um, teams being able to maybe, uh, you know, revitalize some of their older franchises. So um, overall, you know, like I said, it's a bit of a toss up, but I think I'm definitely leaning towards uh, more of the excitement um, for the future mm-hmm. of this, uh, th- their, this new collaboration. R, how you feeling? Yeah, uh, I, uh, you know, disclaimer, I'm not a gamer. I'm a dude who plays video games. And okay. I, I, I say that because I'm nowhere near as invested in, like, every of every single title that's been acquired and whatnot. I think for me, I'm not really, like, I like, kind of like our sense that I, I see, I hear all the concerns. And, you know, I, I don't personally think this is a Disney situation yet. I think it just pushes them more towards that line. But I would say I'm more excited for just the... You know, the fact that Microsoft is such a big company and they've got like they've got, in my opinion, they have like the QA down. And I think they'll be able to, you know, kind of help assist in maintaining some of these like existing games in a way that might not have been done before from uh, Activision by themselves. Not that they weren't doing a, a great job or anything, but I think that, you know, in some cases, Microsoft can provide a lot of support that wasn't there in the past which would be good but also i just think that it it just opens up the you know the xbox game pass i know i'm stealing your bit arsene and and hoop i know i'm stealing it but you know like game pass is really gonna it has legs already but now it's got i don't know like some buff-ass quads and it's gonna be sprinting (laughs) now you know and really really i it almost makes me question, like, what would be, what am I, what would I buy a PS5 for? And I know that's a hot take, but Ooh. we're getting there. We're gonna get. We're there. gonna get yeah. there yeah. exactly. Um. So yeah, that's that's gonna be good. What what are we? What's even the? What's gonna be the reason to buy a PS5? We'll get there in a second. But uh, on my side, um, I will say starting out with worst case scenario in this right for this like you know all these acquisitions that Microsoft has worst case scenario is either they get bad management in the future that ends up closing some of these studios for whatever reason because they're not you know producing enough money or or whatever shutting these guys down or you know xbox just falls apart and starts putting out trash kind of like they bought rare in 2002 and didn't really have a good game uh, until sea of thieves which came out over like a decade later um but that being said i think this is pretty good. Uh, I don't really have any of the antitrust concern, like the consolidation concerns or anything like that. Uh, First of all, antitrust, I think like people saying, oh, is this legal? I think that's kind of a joke. Like to be fair, when we look at the gaming and what gaming is, first of all, I saw this article, like this tweet that basically Microsoft, even with Activision is still number three under Tencent, which is like the Chinese company that owns, uh, you know, Genshin Impact and all these other game uh, companies. Um, and then there's PlayStation at number two still. So mm. it's not like Microsoft is now way far ahead of everybody in the pack. Um, they still have more money than everybody in the pack because, you know, they're, they're getting backed by, you know, Satya Nadella. But at the same time, it's like 
Okay, this is a big deal. I'm not saying this is not a big deal, but at the same time, PlayStation will be fine. Um, you know, there are still companies that are doing fine that really have no reason to sell or be bought yet. Um, and I am of the um, mind that right now, when we take it for a case by case basis, like if EA gets bought, that's a different conversation. And, you know, we'll save that for if it ever happens. But Activision, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Activision or Blizzard right now. Um, Overwatch 2 has been MIA for years. Like, there's too many Call of Duties. Um, <laughs> my favorite games from Activision Blizzard were, like, the most recent game is uh, Spyro uh, Trilogy Remastered. I love that. I played every all three titles, had a fun time. And then the studio that made that basically... There was, an, there was a news article that basically said, yeah, they're making Call of Duty now, which sucked, right? So the current state of Activision, uh, I think, is trash. I don't want all these studios to be consolidated already and making Call of Duty. I would much rather them be bought by an even bigger company and given, hopefully, you know, we still don't know, but hopefully freedom to, you know, continue to work on some of these other IPs that are not just Call of Duty. Um, and, you know, these big companies, Bethesda is kind of in a different feel because i still think bethesda kind of had legs but they just don't make games often enough to probably sustain themselves whereas you know there's still ubisoft out there ubisoft is kind of stagnant all their games are the same they're not really producing anything crazy i think ea has turned a new leaf or so it seems they're bringing back skate they're bringing back Dead Space. They put out uh, It Takes Two. So I think they're fine. And seeing them bought would be kind of kind of sad. And, and that'd be a different discussion. But there are a lot of old dinosaurs out there. Sega, Konami, that aren't really doing what they used to. Uh, that I don't think would be as big of a deal as people are making it. Like, people are making it out to be like, you know, these companies are operating at full power and they just got bought and, you know, that's going to change everything. I guess in the case of Activision, that's kind of true because they have Call of Duty, the best selling franchise. But at the same time, their culture sucks and all the good things about the company and IPs they had are kind of gone. And now it's just, you know, Call of Duty and Blizzard that, you know, can't seem to put out a good game for whatever reason. Um so in this specific case, I'm like, I'm glad Microsoft bought them. Hopefully that means that, you know, in the best case, um, we get some cool new IPs from Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, and maybe some other stuff. Worst case, nothing changes. And it already sucked in the first place. Um, so I want to say shout out to Devolver. Shout out to Annapurna. I think those are the real yeah. publishers in the new age that people should be paying attention to. Um, if those guys get bought, I think that's another conversation. And that's when you really start losing a lot of the innovation and the creativity, um, that we're currently seeing in the game industry. Ubisoft, no offense, ain't really innovating. Hmm. Uh, you know, uh, EA or not EA Activision, not really innovating, you know, maybe in the call of duty, duty sphere, they're the sphere they're innovating, but the same they're doing the same game over and over again no offense you know i know the tech is increase evolving or whatever they did Warzone, but you know from my point of view they're not doing a lot of innovation so uh, i think this is a good thing i i don't think you know this definitely shakes up the industry but i don't think microsoft is a big bad capitalist demon for doing this i think it was a smart move and i think this benefits us 
um, overall. So let me stop rambling and go on to the next question. It's done. It's a done deal. I don't think it'll get blocked by antitrust laws. Like what, what, what's Xbox's position in the market now? Are they number one in a couple of years? Or like once this goes through and they have time to, you know, rev up the engines and integrate uh, Activision Blizzard into the Xbox ecosystem, are they a clear number one? Uh, like, is there a reason to buy a PlayStation? Like how big is this purchase for them uh, especially in the arms race that they've been in with PlayStation trying to come back from their Xbox One disaster. Arsene, I'll let you start. Yeah, I think um, just thinking about, I don't know, like 2025, 2026, you know, after a couple of years yeah. of uh, after the dust has settled from this uh, acquisition, I could totally see Microsoft and Xbox coming out on top. The only way I see that that not panning out that way is if like, you know, we get some sort of crazy like I guess like counter um move from playstation like if they decide to i don't know they get their xbox game pass equivalent up and running it's better than xbox they start acquiring companies in the same uh manner as uh mm-hmm. microsoft um is doing and xbox are, are doing um that's the only way i think that they can compete right now because you know playstation has its quality games but when you really look at the value you know you got to realize you know not everybody has like you know the infinite amount, infinite amount of money to constantly be buying, you know, multiple uh, systems. They also may not be able to buy, you know, a lot of different games. If, you, if you're just like thinking about like the average consumer across the world, uh, we may not be able to buy all of the, you know, games out there. So what would you do to get the most value out of your, you know, the most bang for your buck? You're going to go with Xbox every time. Um, I say that right now. And I think that that's probably going to only get even more true as time goes on. So I think that um, definitely, Microsoft is like I feel like they've played their hand right now. Um, they're waiting on a some type of response from PlayStation to see what um, see if they need to make you know some e- even further moves. But right now, I think that the I think that Microsoft is on. Well, I won't necessarily say it's on top currently, but I think it is on track. Like you know, they definitely have their sights um, set on um, you know that number one spot. So if PlayStation got a they got the fire lit under them right now. So if they don't make any moves. They're going to be out of this game. Okay. R, do you feel the same way? Yeah. I mean, I, I think about, like, it's kind of to the point Arsene just made is that the best bang for your buck for your average consumer. Hey, that's me. That's and, <laughs> and, like, you know, back in the day, like, you know, my parents, I was a Nintendo kid growing up. Mm-hmm. So when I was finally allowed to even consider you know the more violent games it was like okay you can get an xbox or you can get a playstation and this is a 360 or ps3 and i ultimately went with went with the xbox 360 just because i was like okay they got halo they got some of the other games that i really like and i just feel like overall like more of the games i wanted to play were on xbox versus like you know at the time if i got a if I got a PlayStation, I wasn't going to be able to play Halo, and I guess high school me thought that was a big deal, but, you know, you know, I mean, it was. <laughs> going, <laughs> going, going even further into the future, like, yeah, like, I mean, I, I don't own an Xbox One, I don't own a PS5, yeah, if, you know, Microsoft wants to send me one, that'd be cool, but, uh, like, do that here. you know, I, 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 I still you know looking for that reason for me to buy a playstation and i just see more and more 
reasons to lean towards buying an Xbox, even though I have a PC, you know, like, it's just, I think you'll see for more of the, you know, regular, regular, just like a kid who wants to play some video games, most people are going to recommend an Xbox to them just because of the, the catalog at this point, like, and mm-hmm. I'm okay with that, especially, especially when you have something like Xbox Games Pass that will make it even more of an incentive for turning those you know average gamers like me into something more uh i don't know more conducive to the gaming environment that they've built up luke yeah i i I agree with everything that's been said but it it's hard to imagine xbox not coming out number one from this acquisition they just acquired the biggest third-party publisher and just call of duty alone i feel like is such a big ip in terms of revenue generated um but like as a huge playstation fan like i legitimately love my ps5 there have been some wonderful exclusives like last gen on ps4 were some of my favorite games of all time with last of us and god of war and all that stuff so like i still love playstation but ultimately it really is hard not to look at what xbox is doing and recognize that like it's something really special they're building out a really cool catalog of games and this game pass ecosystem like my dad just turned 60 this past summer and um we wanted to start playing some games together online because of the pandemic and whatnot and just like not having that opportunity to connect as much so i got him a series s and he's been loving game pass and like as someone who he's not a huge gamer but he grew up with me in his house or i grew up in his household playing a ton (laughs) of video games and whatnot so he's used to it but like you know, I think Xbox right now is like transcending what video game consoles are in a sense on top of their like cloud platform and everything like this is this is a big acquisition to, you know, just enhance that overall experience and play like Arsene mentioned, like PlayStation's going to have a tough time. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think it this acquisition is like a stop the match moment. Mm. It's like, this is not looking good. (laughs) Like you're down four touchdowns. I mean, not four touchdowns is kind of exaggerating. You're down maybe three, you're maybe down three touchdowns, two touchdowns touchdowns with two minutes later, two minutes left or something. Cause like the way I see it is if you want to start from the very, very bottom. Right. and, And we look at game pass and we just look at this month. Right, where we just got Death's Door on Game Pass to add to Hitman 3, uh, Mass Effect Trilogy, Outer Wilds, Nobody Saves the World, Rainbow Six Siege. Like, what that's insane in its own, it's so like, crazy by itself. You know, forget about Bethesda, forget about EA or uh, Activision Blizzard by itself. I'm like, okay, this the value is getting out of hand at this point and yeah. this is only january who knows what the rest of the year holds uh then you add you know uh, uh bethesda on top of that starfield is coming right and and before you even get there right uh let's add the studio acquisitions that they first made the first round where they bought like six smaller studios right we just got psychonauts 2 we just got forza 5 uh we just got halo infinite 
um, all games that were made through, you know, the publishers they bought through the acquisitions. Um, we have a Perfect Dark Zero game coming back mm. uh, in, in the next couple years. We have a Indiana Jones game coming. Sick. Um, so excited for that. Sick. And there's, you know, we have Fable. We have stuff that's so far on the horizon. We're not even really thinking about it right now. Right. These are things that are just going to drop in the next one to two to three years that we're going to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot. This was kind of like how everybody's waiting for a God of War. If they don't drop the ball on the development part, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, Fable's coming out this year and we're all hyped. Add the next layer. Now we got Bethesda. Starfield's coming out this year. Mm-mm-mm. You know, Arcane's going to be working on stuff like, you know, we have that, you know, extra momentum. And then you pile this on. Call of Duty is exclusive. Um, I really think in five years, or by the time we get to 2025, 2026, like, I feel like it's going to just look insane. It's going to look totally lopsided. Once things have started to, you know, pan out and they're, they're able to release some of these bigger budget games that they've been working on for quite some time at this point. It's going to be looking crazy where it's like, I have no, I, I haven't, I don't understand why I wouldn't buy an Xbox or build a PC at this point. Like there's, there's not really a good reason to avoid it. Now, that being said, I think it's kind of a lost cause for PlayStation to kind of stay in this race, to be honest, like after this purchase, because even if they buy Square Enix, even if they buy, you know, Capcom or whatever, I think PlayStation has already been doing a lot of these kind of exclusive deals to the point where like you're not really losing a lot if you're Xbox or Microsoft. They're like, yeah, we bought Square Enix, so Kingdom Hearts is exclusive (laughs) to the PlayStation. Final Fantasy is exclusive to the PlayStation. Who cares? It's not even on Xbox right now. Right. So I don't think that purchase would honestly mean a lot, you know, in the grand scheme of things of, of trying to even the playing field, because those are companies that, you know, PlayStation fans already expect to be on the platform. Whereas where you have Call of Duty, I'm sure Call of Duty sales on PS4 or PS5 way eclipse sales on the Xbox. And now Microsoft is being like, OK, we'll fix that. Um, we're going to make it exclusive or whatever. And we're going to even the scales. But that's the same thing. Right. This was not something that, you know, Microsoft had a hold on at all. And now they're taking it away and say, hey, if you want to play this, like you got to buy an Xbox. The only people that I can see PlayStation like kind of making a move with um, is like, honestly, EA or take two. If they could, I don't even know if they have enough money to buy those two. But if they bought EA and we're like, yeah, FIFA and Madden are exclusive to the PlayStation. I think that would be enough to be you know, bring back the conversation and be like, okay, okay. So it's still a race. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I want to make a quick point. I, um, yeah, go ahead. Just something I'm just thinking about, about PlayStation. You know, I, I know we're kind of talking, you know, about how Xbox is kind of running away with it right now. Yeah. You know, this is obviously going to be a very like, you know, simplistic, you know, idea here. But like if, if Sony was smart, if PlayStation was smart, just copy that. Just copy your homeboy's homework. You know what I mean? Like if mm. Xbox has already laid yeah. out their groundwork, they're buying studios. They're they've released this you know cloud model, this um, Game Pass model. 
I mean, obviously, you know, Spartacus, this, you know, PlayStation Spartacus or whatever is supposed to be similar to Game Pass. I feel like if you just copy Game Pass, like bar for bar, basically, you end up, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, a legal thing or whatnot. I don't know. But if it's not, you're basically back in the race if you're PlayStation, in my opinion, because you end up you're now putting these games that um you know were $60 a pop $70 a pop Returnal Ghost of Tsushima Last of Us 1 2 or whatnot in the hands of uh, a lot more gamers which I think will you know just only further generate the hype in the same way that you know we're hyped talking about Game Pass every week literally we would we could you know I could theoretically see people hyping up PS Spartacus or whatever you know like a year or two from now but I don't know that's just some an idea I had. I don't know if that is the route that Sony's trying to take, but I feel like that's pretty much the only way they can go right now if they want to stay in the race. So, yeah, I kind of, I have, I was going to say something similar, um, but you hit the nail on the head. The only thing is like, do they have enough money to set all of that up? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Because one, Microsoft has the benefit of saying it's not only on Xbox, it's on PC. So even if you don't want to buy an Xbox, you still have a reason to buy our subscription. Absolutely. And and not only that, you still have a reason to pay an extra premium for our subscription. Right. So Xbox Game Pass is what, 15 Game Pass Ultimate is 15 a month or something like that. Um, I'm sure it'll go up to 20 a month very shortly in the next year or two, maybe three years, uh, which I still think would be worth it. But uh, PlayStation I think it's a harder sell to say, all right, here's $15 a month. Here's $20 a month. But we're also, you know, like we're also only going to we're going to give you all these games day and date. But it's really like Horizon, Gran Turismo and God of War this year. And then they would have to pay extra for those deals that they're fighting with Microsoft for. And I don't know if they have that money. Even Microsoft themselves were like, yeah, we're not really profitable on Game Pass yet. Um, you know, a couple years ago. So they were bleeding money, but it's Microsoft. They can do that. They can play the long game. I don't know if PlayStation can play that game because as soon as they say, hey, look, you know, all of our first party titles are day and date on this service, they lose billions of dollars in revenue for whatever releases are coming after that. Because, I mean, Spider-Man is probably is one of the best selling games of the year still. Like, it's still up there. Spider-Man Miles Morales. I don't know how much money they made off of that, but it has to be gangbusters. You lose all of that immediately, and now you have to wait for the subscriptions to pick up to basically regain the millions of on millions of dollars that you make for each title. So it's tough because I think their golden goose is the first-party games, right? Mm-hmm. And when you give that away for free, the math has to work out just right to where you're making up for that cost and maybe profiting or breaking even or or basically making what you used to make. But then if you want a Spartacus or something like that and you want to compete with Microsoft, you have to pay for exclusive deals on top of that. So you have to buy burn money to get the Rainbow Six Sieges and the, you know, uh, Outer Wilds and and all these other things on your service as well. And I think Microsoft is going to outbid you in that category eight times out of 10, mm-hmm. nine times out of 10. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of tough, but I mean, the way I see it, and I don't know what you guys think about this is like, there's another player in this, right? 
And there's a player that we haven't mentioned, and that's because nobody really oh, has to mention bro. it. Don't Nintendo. Do it. Oh, bro. No, no, no. Stop, no, 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 no. Don't do no. this. Don't hear me out. Hear me out. It's, it's probably, Shut the it's podcast probably not going down. where you think. It's probably not going where you think. All right. Okay. Nintendo's out there. Why aren't we talking about Nintendo? Mm. Like, why aren't we like, why aren't we talking about, is Nintendo scared? Like, what will Nintendo do? How will Nintendo respond? It's because Nintendo does their own thing, and they're basically untouchable with their IPs, right? Like, they have Mario, they have Zelda, they have all these classic IPs. It doesn't matter what anybody else does, does because you have to go there to play those games, right? Fair. I think, I think PlayStation is in a similar position, but they have to kind of give up the fight of being, like, the number one console everybody's playing on. If they just become the people that are happy with what they are putting out and they stop trying to, you know, compete against Microsoft and just say, hey, look, like, if you want God of War, if you want all these premier titles, we'll bring back Sly Cooper, we'll bring back X, Y, and Z, and we're just going to make every single thing we put out hella polished. I think they're fine. But in the terms of the, like, they have to give up the race. You know, I think, you know, it's one of the two options. Either you try to compete against Xbox with Game Pass and you, you lose, in my opinion, or you say, hey, we don't care about them. We're doing our own thing. We got our own PS, PS5. It doesn't matter. We don't, we don't care about Xbox. Come and play these games. And that's all we're going to focus on. I think that could work out, you know. Yeah. But let me know what you guys think on that. You know, I agree with that, actually. I, I You know, I was, I was very hesitant with what was about to come out your mouth. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to talk crazy. <laughs> Listen, you know, I, I think the other thing I was sitting here thinking about as you were saying it is, you know, because to me it sounds like don't come for me, PlayStation. Sound like Hoop is just telling you y'all need to settle for being second best. And <laughs> well, and I'm gonna be honest, it's kind of true because even when I was sitting when he said that, I was like, well, you know, why why aren't we like asking ourselves like why what if PlayStation does something like really innovative? And I was gonna say, and I was about to say like, what if like PlayStation is just like, all right, we're just going full force VR. And then I remembered, mm-hmm. wait, Oculus is going to beat them into the ground. There's no point. And I just think that, you know, a, liking PlayStation to Nintendo is a pretty fair uh, comparison. And I think that, you know, you made up a really good point about how Nintendo has just got its IPs on lock and nobody, they're honestly untouchable. And I think that. I don't. I, I mean, I don't foresee Nintendo doing anything like absolutely wild out the blue. And I mean, they even have their own little subscription service, but there's no way that's coming anywhere near Game Pass or whatever. So right. you, you make a good point, Luke. How you feel about that? Yeah, I, I think I tend to agree. It's I kind of keep coming back to the fact that like as we talk about this race or this competition, like I just think Sony is really doing their own thing and Mm. obviously they want to sell units they want to be profitable but like i think they have their audience and there are the folks that will come to them for those polished single player experiences and you know despite the fact that the ps5 shortages are very real like the console is still selling really well um and i i i don't know i i think they'll be okay but i think they are kind of doing their own thing to the point you made comparing them to nintendo our sin i'm i'm sad i'm gonna be honest with you i'm sitting here you know i'm hearing you guys talking you know sony this nintendo that but the fact that we're even you know discussing 
Sony and saying, yeah, you guys are getting like Nintendo. Huh. You guys are in your own market. That just makes that just bums me out, bro, because obviously I'm used to, you know, this past generation, Sony being on top, absolutely stomping uh, Microsoft and Xbox. Um, seeing this kind of like slow decline and this uh, fall from grace, I guess. It's kind of painful, bro. I've been with I've been with Sony. I've been with PlayStation from the beginning. PS One all the way up to PS Five. So you know, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I I pretty much agree with what all you guys are saying here, but it does not make it any less sad. Yeah, I mean, at, at the point like where we are now, it's we're already in that reality for me, where my Xbox Series X is like the machine, the machine number one. And when Horizon uh, Forbidden West comes out, the PS5 will get booted up. When God of War comes out, PS5 will get booted up. But I'm no longer just playing games on, uh, uh, on on PlayStation because it really just doesn't make any sense financially, right? And I think, you know, I was thinking about this earlier, and I think PlayStation is definitely the iPhone, the Apple of the gaming industry. Uh, Microsoft is the Android Microsoft, hey, look, we got the software. You can play it on your Xbox. You can play it on your Series S. You can play it on your PC. We don't care. We just want you to play. Uh, we'll put it on PC day and day. You know, it doesn't. We just, we are just trying to get our foot in the door. PlayStation, PlayStation is very particular about, you know, we'll put it on PC eventually, I guess. Like, you know, you're going to pay $70 for this title when it comes out. Um, and even when we release our Game Pass, allegedly they're not putting first-party titles on there uh, day of, right? Because they consider ser- themselves a premium product, and it is. But at the same time, it's like when I know that, that there's hundreds of games that I can play for $15 a month on the other side, it really doesn't make sense for me to buy many third parties um, on PlayStation anymore just because it'll either come to Game Pass or... You know, it's probably not worth the $70 or whatever when I can either buy it at a discount with my Game Pass or wait for it to come to Game Pass or just play something else instead on Game Pass. Like the value is way too good. That being said, I'll always have a PS5 just because of the exclusives. Um, But for people that can't afford to have that luxury, I think the decision is just getting easier and easier and easier, not only through the acquisitions, but just knowing everything is going to be rolled into Game Pass. Um, a lot of this stuff is going to become exclusives. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all really pissed Phil Spencer off with this Xbox ain't got no games narrative. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> my man is on another. My man's on a rampage, bro. He said, "Oh, we ain't got no games, huh? What you playing? Like Call of Duty? You like that?" Okay. Okay. Come back. Come back and come back in two years. We'll see. See how much you like it uh, on your PlayStation Five. Then I'm like, come on, man. So, uh, I guess to kind of wrap this up, like, let's say PlayStation wants to fight back. All right. Let's let's say PlayStation is like, okay, you know, we're gonna make some moves in an ideal scenario this year. What does PlayStation need to do in terms of services, in terms of, you know, acquisitions or whatever for you guys personally? What can they do to make you say, okay, okay, they're still in the game. They're still making moves. Uh, Luke. Um, I think for me, I would love to see Project Spartacus be as solid as Game Pass is. 
maybe not in terms of like acquisitions, but at least in terms of PlayStation's classic franchises. You know, I'm thinking about like PS3 games that are pretty hard to go back and play unless you dig a PS3 out of your closet at this point, like stuff like that. I'd really love to go back and play that. And I feel like that's a pretty doable thing they could do to incentivize me to play my PlayStation more. So so let me ask you this. We're at, okay, apparently E3 is not happening anymore, but we're in June and PlayStation's having their state of play, or maybe it's even next month. They, they got to accelerate it because of this news. Who knows? Like, do they have to put first-party titles on there day of to make you stand up and go, let's go, get hype? Like, what what uh, in pro- Project Spartacus needs to be there to make you stand up and get hype? Does it have to be, like, first-party? If they say, hey, we got sly and all the ratchets is that enough or jack and dexter is that enough like how are you feeling i think that would be exciting but i you know if i was gonna like get hype gatorade get hyped unexpected moment it would be like god of war day and date on this Mm, service like it would have to be something to that level of like oh shit they're they're playing they're you know they're here they're not messing around i just don't see that happening though um yeah okay Okay, that's fair. I mean, this is our wish list. So you heard us, Sony. If you're listening to this end of this episode, we let's make it beat you down. We beat you down quite a bit, so I'm sure you would have turned this podcast off, you know, five times over at this <laughs> point. But if you're still here, you got to put God of War on there to get Luke standing up. Uh, <laughs> our sin. What's gonna get you as as the person who's been with PlayStation, like you said, you know, all this time? What do they need to do this year to get you to stand up and be like, let's go? I'm never leaving. I'm not. I'm not selling. I'm going to definitely, well, I, I don't think I'm going to ever reach that point where I'm going to, you know, sell or even. Not selling, but you know what I'm saying. Get get hyped. The the Wolf of Wall Street meme. Gotcha. I think I'm going to uh, have to say Project Spartacus needs to have, you know, the day one games. We're going to need backwards compatibility all the way. PS1 all the way up to PS5. Um, just because I think that's. Well, does uh does Xbox do that right now? I know they have like at least from Xbox 360 up till now, but do they offer uh, support for like Xbox the original Xbox games? I think so. I think they have some of them. Okay. Not all of They've them. They've got some of them. Okay, well then, you know, Sony's going to need to, you know, do PlayStation 1 all the way up to PlayStation 5, and then we're going to need to make sure that um this PSVR 2 is a is a well worth investment for gamers out there because I, I know we talked about this a little bit last week but you know in the way i'm looking at it right now it doesn't seem like you know there's any reason for me as a gamer to get a psvr headset so if they make it if they make if they make some type of crazy announcement i have no idea what this could even look like something crazy to really reel us in some type of crazy ass games maybe they decide fuck it let's just uh make the best ever VR games and they're exclusive to PSVR 2 like I'm talking like Insomniac Spider-Man level type game on the on the VR headset I'm gonna be vomiting bro yeah they got me web slinging <laughs> VR <laughs> no, 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 no. not the actual game but like that level of polish and quality gotcha that gotcha, level of polish okay. and quality in a VR game make it exclusive to PSVR 2 headsets I don't know that could be something else to you know get me excited for P, uh for PlayStation. It might make me a little upset as well the fact that I would have to you know only have an ex- be exclusively with the PSVR headset, you know, considering I have a PC that can run VR games, you know, I would like to use that machine, but you know, right. that that could that could make me excited. 
I would say that. Okay. All right. This this question is perfect for you because you don't even own a PS5 yet. You know what? What can they do this year to make you you know hit the car hit the buy now button? Yeah, I think you know everyone's brought up some really good points like backwards compatibility all the way to the beginning since you know <laughs> I haven't played like hardly any of those games mm-hmm. would be really cool and that could you know spark that could absolutely spark like a a generation of folks like the youngins into playing some games that you know we our generation really really loved um the vr thing is a really good point that's what i was probably gonna say and focus on the most because i like i'm just thinking like what is what like what is why would i get why would i get a ps vr set like why like why I, I i could i could go and steal our sense oculus and have a blast you Easy. know so i think i think having some like you said really polished like really well done like i think it ultimately just comes down to the quality of the games at this point like uh it's clear that xbox has the numbers now or in my opinion they have the numbers in terms of games and titles but like if we just get some like really really like i mean top tier games vr and non-vr i'd i'd be down it'd make me feel much more like more of like ah this is a reason for me to spend my money yeah i mean i'm i'm right there with you i think so for me to get up and stand up and get hyped they need to execute flawlessly on this year um every step of the way and i think you know from rumors and stuff it seems like the first step of that is this project spartacus and it has to they have to package that to make it way more hyped than i know it's gonna be because i don't expect first party (laughs) titles to be on there so it's already not gonna be worth my money at all because you know i enjoy flintstones bowling bedrock bowling on my ps1 (laughs) but that's not gonna cut it that backwards compatibility ain't gonna do it for me so they need to be like, look, we're getting, we're bringing every, like every classic game, Killzone, Sly Cooper, Jack and Dexter, all remastered. Uh, it's all coming, and it, it'll all be at a very affordable price. That needs to happen. That needs to execute flawlessly. But that's kind of like a, okay, okay, they did pretty good there. I'll definitely try it out. But I definitely have no desire to spend ten dollars a month on anything they offer me. Um, like any like or ten dollars, fifteen dollars, it doesn't matter. However much premium that you know that would be added to what I'm already playing for PS Plus, like like I'm not willing to pay anything else unless they give me those first party titles at on like a monthly basis. So yeah, I'll try it out for maybe a couple months, maybe a year. I'll buy you know a year's worth of subscription, but unless you got those first party titles. It's not being hooked up to my credit card, and I'm not giving you guys a monthly reoccurring payment. So that's that's already one strike. But if they can package it well, I'll get hyped. Second step, PSVR 2. Arsene said it very well. It just needs to be polished. I need to see Half-Life Alex. I need to see some mm. cool VR experiences. Um, they need to you know, say, hey, look, Valve. They done moved in, bro. They they are in every VR studio we got. They're helping us on every title, and we're working closely with them to bring the best titles over the next five, ten years. Like we need some partnership or something there to make it worth it. So that's number two, and then number three, like whatever their big event is where they're announcing titles, bro. Like we need a Kingdom Hearts four announcement. <laughs> we need. 
uh, Final Fantasy VII Part Two announcement. Like we're gonna need, we're gonna need something to get our minds off of this crazy Activision news, right? Because as far as I remember, you know, back in the day with E3, uh, for a while, you know, Activision would come out and literally show Call of Duty for 10, 15 minutes of the Sony press conference. They don't even have that anymore. So we need to see bangers, bangers on bangers. So by the end of the year, I'm like, all right, I'm getting my PSVR 2. I'm trying out Sony Game Pass. And, you know, I'm buying every first party for the next three years, which I probably will, depending on the quality. But they got to hit. They just have to hit on every single mark. Um, So I wish them the best of luck. You know, I like like Arsene said, you know, I love my PlayStation. I love the titles that they've been releasing so far. But if they want it to be a primary console for people, they got a strong uphill battle to fight. So I think that's pretty much it. If anybody has any closing thoughts, I'll go down. If not, just say no, and then we'll keep going and we'll close the show out. But uh, Luke, starting from you, do you have any closing thoughts on this deal or on anything that we've discussed so far sure i think i i want to pose one last question to everybody that i don't know if we touched on but i've seen the debate a lot on twitter today are we convinced games like call of duty that are multi-platform right now are going to be exclusive to xbox thank you for asking the question i was gonna ask thank you because when somebody, so, I don't remember who said it, but someone was like, yeah, Call of Duty is going to be an exclusive. I was like, did, did we get that in writing or something? Did I miss that? Because I think that would be insane for them to do. I think it's possible, but I'm not 100% convinced. Because I could see PlayStation trying to put money on the line to make sure that it stays on their systems too. I think it's happening. I think it's definitely going to happen. Not Warzone. Warzone, I feel like, is here to stay as our, that's you the know... the exception. I could see that. Yeah. That is, that's our global game. But, you know, any future multiplayer slash single-player experience with Call of Duty that's not a Battle Royale, um, I feel like it's going to be um, Xbox exclusive. Maybe not this next... Whatever is next up in line. I know they got it queued up, ready for next year or whatever. But maybe, like, the one after that is probably going to be uh, Xbox exclusive. I'm Yeah. I'm a- Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Nah, you bro. Um, on my on my side, I, you know, this morning I was like, oh, like no, like it's clear, right? They're they're not gonna make it multi-platform because there's so many players on PlayStation, and you want to keep multiplayer games need player bases, and you know, why would they make it exclusive? Because they're just losing so many players um, on the PS5. But uh, then after seeing a couple takes on Twitter, I was like, oh no, I'm I'm dumb. I'm fucking dumb because. Call of Duty is the number one best-selling game of last year. And Call of Duty is the number two best-selling game of last year. Oh, and did I forget to mention, Call of Duty is also the number 10 best-selling <laughs> game of last year. Like, if you make this exclusive, people have no, like, the casual people, which there are millions upon millions, have no other choice but to play uh uh you know xbox or buy an xbox or buy a pc they have no choice they're gonna buy game pass because they'll get it for free and it's gonna be exclusive uh so i you know this morning i was like oh well no they'll keep a cross-platform warzone yes but 
yeah i don't know how long it takes to like shift things once the ink dries so i think maybe two iterations from now 2024 maybe it's going to be exclusive because it's it's an easy finger on the scale to make people you know make that decision a lot easier for people to to buy an xbox and, and buy game pass um so i think it's going to be exclusive for sure yeah i think that's a fair argument and it's so much money for microsoft to put on the line to have it not be yeah yeah 70 billion dollars like you might as well i mean what i don't know what the hit is going to be once they take it off of playstation but if they can take a 70 billion dollar hit i'm sure they don't you know i'm sure they'll be glad to make that back up in game pass revenue um even after taking it off of playstation so and the thing is like you make it exclusive people only have to buy an xbox at one time and then they have it right they only have to buy a pc one time and then they have it or you know a series s once they make that first purchase once you force them to buy the that console that one time it's like all right 15 dollars a month like it's not that big of a commitment once you make them once you get over that original initial hump you're like we're, we're no longer in the 60 dollar game debate anymore right. that's they've taken that barrier down so yeah I, I think it's well worth the risk to take them and make them exclusive outside of warzone of course uh let's keep going down the line then or do you have any other final thoughts now that we've talked about exclusivity that was the biggest thing on my mind i'm just interested to see i think how the rest of this shakes out a lot of the news reports i'm seeing shows the deal will close sometime in 2023 so yeah once we get to like 2024 or 2025, like Arsene was saying, I'll be really interested to see what changes at Activision. Agreed. Agreed. Arsene, final thoughts? My only final thought is, um, you know, with this acquisition, we've got lots of, uh, got lots of IPs now all together under the same boat, under the same umbrella. When are we getting Microsoft's take on a Super Smash Brothers style game, a crossover style game? I don't know. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, that, you know, uh, 2D platform or, you know, 3D platformer uh, fighting game. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, it could also be, I think I mentioned this to, uh, earlier in one of the discords, um, could be a shooter um, crossover since they have all the shooters basically now. Um, when are we getting one of those uh, crossover games? Uh, the world, I think the world is uh, due for... Uh, like you know a major company crossover game you know obviously we have smash that's kind of been like the, the quintessential um game in that regard um you know sony threw their name in the hat or yeah they threw their name in the hat back with uh playstation all-stars battle royale kind of flopped but um now i'd like to see microsoft give it a go i was about to say like uh once project spartacus is announced i'm sure they'll be like you can play playstation battle yeah free of charge with playstation plus now i got the disc at home i'm ready exactly exactly uh our final thoughts yeah man i i think you know like i said i'm not i'm not the super gamer nerd who's gonna be playing every single game that comes out by them but i think it's I'm, i'm really interested to see what the future of gaming companies is gonna look like in the future you know now that we see you know some acquisitions really happening and some mergers, I guess, will potentially happen as well. I, I would be interested. I'm really interested to see what happens to not just, you know, the number three, number four slots on those lists, because obviously that's a lot of what people are talking about and like, oh, uh, who's going to acquire that? 
but I'd be curious to see what's going to happen to, like, number nine and number ten. Are they going to, like, you know, feel the need to kind of, like, step up their game so that they can be acquired? Are they going to try and merge together and really do something that's kind of not out of left field, but think a little outside of the box in terms of the games they're going to be putting out? I, th- I think it's a cool place we're about to be headed into, you know? Um, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, on my side, I, uh, I've i always wanted to play World of Warcraft, and maybe I will get that chance <laughs> if it comes to Game Pass. We'll Now's see. the time. We'll I, uh, that is definitely um, the time. So, yeah, that, that's exciting. Other than that, you know, I just, you know, I, I'm a nerd. I love industry news. I love, like, you know, crazy historic news like this drops because, you know, I love trying to just think about the implications implications and i i hate the stagnation you know i I hate seeing call of duty every year i hate seeing assassin's creed being the same every year so i'm glad at least one of those things is starting to shake up and we might see something new over the next several years but uh i mean we're 18 days in man we're 18 days in we haven't even really gotten to the games part of (laughs) you know the year yet where we're discussing the actual games i can't wait to see what the end of this year looks like by the time we reach it and, and we look back on at all the crazy news. So I'm looking forward to it. If you're looking forward to it, come back and listen to us on player player podcast every Thursday of every weekday. Like I said, uh, the virtual water cooler on the internet. Um, as always, man, I, I first want to thank my guests. Thank you, Luke, uh, for coming on the podcast for the first time. Where can people find you? Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It was really fun. I've, listen to you guys for multiple years now and fun to hang out and talk video games. Um, you can find me on Twitter at lukewarm Lewis, and then you can find my podcast, the lukewarm games podcast on all podcast streaming services. Very nice. R you want to plug anything? Hey man, always a pleasure to talk with the homies about some video games. You know, it's always a pleasure to be here. Uh, y'all can find me on Instagram and Twitter R but not Kelly. Yeah, you know, because my name is R, but I'm not R. You get the point. But uh, pleasure to be here. It's been fun, boys. And with that, thank you guys for listening to Player Player. Uh, definitely one of my favorite episodes in a long time. Definitely some exciting news. And if you also enjoyed it, please subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. Rate us five stars on iTunes and tell your friends about us. If you want updates about future episodes and giveaways and you want to you know, hear about future acquisition discussions uh, or you want to submit a question to the show, visit playerplayerpod.com or follow us on social media at playerplayerpod. Big shout out to Aaron Miller for the intro music. You can follow him at The Miller Child on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on social media as The Hoop Man. You can find my co-host Arsen here, who was recently acquired by Microsoft uh, as Pax Arsenica on Twitter and Twitch or Arsen Lagpa on Instagram. Until next time, guys, keep gaming. Game on, folks.